on the East Coast and the sunny shores of South Carolina. Welcome to Dark Reality. We'll be discussing the unknown, from cryptoids to conspiracy theories and unusual happenings. I'm your host, John Ringo. Welcome to Dark Reality. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dark Reality. Today, we're going to be speaking about the Philadelphia Experiment. The Philadelphia Experiment is one of the most military urban legends ever. It has endured as much infamous World War II conspiracy theory. But is there any truth to it? Let's take a closer look. According to legend, on October 28, 1943, the USS Eldridge, a destroyer usually used for an escort, was conducting top-secret experiments designed to win command of the oceans against the Axis power during World War II. The rumor was the government was creating technology that would render naval ships invisible to the enemy's radar. And there in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard, it was time to put this test to work. So, witnesses claim an eerie green-blue glow surrounding the hull of the ship as her generator spun up and then suddenly the Eldridge disappeared. The ship was then seen again in Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Virginia. Before disappearing again and reappearing back at Philadelphia. The legend states the classified military documents were reported that the Eldridge crew were affected by the events in disturbing ways. Some went insane, others developed mysterious illnesses, but others still were said to have focused together with the ship. What I mean by that is they actually fused with the metal on the ship. There were body parts infused into the ship. They, um, the bodies were sealed inside of this metal. These are, kind of, these are the kind of things that, that give you nightmares. Kind of like the event horizon. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so, Victoria. Yes. What are your thoughts? Hmm, my thoughts. Yes, it's pretty eerie. The idea of uh, someone's body being infused with metal, and especially being done through our own military. These men were, uh, I think they underwent this without any knowledge of it. They knew they were doing some type of new protocol, but I don't think they understood the severity of the situation, and it came as a surprise to everyone. I think <laughs> they were fooling around with technology. They just didn't know how to operate. They a didn't know how to work. Absolutely. Of course, this was back in the, in the 40s. Was it know. in the 40s? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So... Uh, from We're, eyewitnesses, uh, uh, I forget his name, the uh, El Salvador uh, fellow, I can't remember his name. but he, His name was Miguel uh -huh. Allende. 
he was a supposed eyewitness to the whole account, and he he wrote in a letter to the author of the book of, you know, the horrors that had happened with these men. And I don't think they knew that it was coming. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Let's break it down. What really happened on that day? Let's talk about the man behind the myth, Carl M. Allen. Mm-hmm. who would go on to write about Car- uh, Carlos Miguel Allende in 1956. Allende sent a series of letters to Morris K. Jessup, author of the book. The case of the UFO, in which he argued the unidentified flying objects merit further study. Mm-hmm. So what that, so to go on, Jessup apparently included text about uh, unified field theory, what that is. It's the ability to disappear and reappear in a different location. Kind of like teleportation? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's kind of like, you know, on Star Trek where they beam up each other, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on that show, you know, going off for a minute, but on that show, they were always afraid of rematerializing into a bulkhead or right, into the floor solid, or, yeah. you know, into a rock or whatever. So they had to be careful where they were sending these people because mm-hmm. the what would happen is the same thing that happened here on the Eldridge. Right, where they were interfused within the middle of the ship. <clears throat> right, right. Now, <clears throat> Allende claims to have been taught by Albert Einstein himself mm-hmm. and could prove the unified field theory based on events he witnessed on October 28, 1943, mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Experiment. Mm-hmm. Allende claimed that he saw the elder disappear from the Philip. Uh, Philadelphia Naval Yard, Mm -hmm. and he further insisted that the United States military had conducted what he called the Philadelphia Experiment, of course, and he was trying to, and and what they were trying to cover it up. Now, what was uh, commonly known is, or commonly believed, is that the United States military we're using confiscated alien technology to produce this machinery to put, you know, to, to mm-hmm. cause the Eldridge to disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the weirdest details <clears throat> were designed to look like they were written. These these documents were written in by three different authors. I guess just to throw people off and not really associated with with the federal government. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. One. One maybe extra extraterrestrial. One of the authors may have been an extraterrestrial. According to according to some of the reports, the Journal of Scientific Exploration Jessup became obsessed with Allende's revelations, and the disturbing research would take his own life in 1949, or 1959, I'm sorry. So it disturbed him to the point of committing suicide. Absolutely. And you know, you hear this kind of thing time and time again. 
mm-hmm. when you're dealing with um, the unknown. Right. It wasn't until 1980 that proof of Allende's forgery would be made available. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think maybe he committed suicide or that it was made to look like suicide because he was... Maybe. Who knows? ...giving out information that did not want to be known? Well, there's a couple other stories out right. there that right. have similar things. Right. Um, but here's the thing about this is... Um, what what eventually happened to the uh, Eldridge is it was transferred to Greece in 1951 and sold for scrap in the 90s, the 1990s. Mm-hmm. But Allende's hoax would live on in our nightmares forever. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, from what I heard was that when they they first. Their first initial purpose was to to become invisible on uh, enemy radar, is what they were trying to accomplish. Is you know to be like a cloaking device, right? And and eventually it turned into the Philadelphia experiment, where it actually completely disappeared. First, it had a eerie green glow. Mm-hmm. which I think maybe had something to do with uh, radiation or right. something along those lines. And then it disappeared completely. Now, some people said that it showed up in another area. I can't remember where it was, but it was a good ways away. It was in Norfolk, Virginia. Right, right. That's where it was. So from Philadelphia to Virginia, boom, this thing appears. And so How long was that thing gone for? It was gone for four hours. Mm. And that's... That's the kicker right there is that something actually as big as the ship was and with all the personnel, it disappeared completely and was gone for four hours. And, you know, they didn't know if it was going to come back or where it went at all. Well, like I said, they were just fooling around with something they didn't know nothing about. Absolutely. When this thing did appear, when it it did appear back in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. what a mess. Yes, yes. What a mess. The men were sick, uh-huh. falling apart, infused into the, the hull of the ship. I think they eventually uh, died of cancer. Well, a lot of them died of cancer, but a right. lot of them had mental problems well, yeah. and a whole array of illnesses. Yeah. But right. but the but what I thought was really strange and, you know, what those people who were actually infused into that ship. Yeah, they did a reenactment <clears throat> on a show I was watching about it. And it, it was it was a nightmare. I mean, you could imagine men being projected into into the hole of the ship, and then they come back through, and, and it's 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 almost like they're part of the ship. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know that explains the reluctance mm-hmm. of the U.S. government from. In other words, you don't hear them talk so much about this because they well, just want it to go away. They'll, they'll, they'll blow it off as, you know, it's a conspiracy theory. Oh, it never really happened. Well, and, that's what people know. consider it as right now. It's a conspiracy theory <clears throat> or an urban legend, mm-hmm. you know. But anyways, that's what we got for the um, Philadelphia Experiment. Mm-hmm. Our next segment, the shadow people. Mm-mm-mm. A little background. In Maryville, Missouri, 
there was a couple incidents concerning the shadow people. Of course, the shadow people incidents are everywhere, even overseas, everywhere, you know. Um, most people see these entities, in, you know, out of the corner of their eye. These entities are usually taller than humans, blacker than their surroundings. <clears throat> what I mean by that is it could, and they usually manifest in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. And in most people's bedrooms, it's, you know, pitch black because you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. Well, these entities will, you know, present themselves. And when when you look at them, they're darker than the dark. dark. I've heard that a lot. You know. And and you kind of think to yourself, what is darker than dark? But when you actually see something like this, you you understand completely. Absolutely. They seem to be two-dimensional creatures. When they appear, there is a feeling of dread, foreboding, sick-to-your-stomach kind of feeling, mm-hmm. danger. Is there ever a smell? I don't think it's. I don't think there's a recording of a smell or right, anything. Right, right. Because you know, usually with demonic spirits, you, you'll get a uh, putrid uh, smell of death. Well, we they, that's just it. They don't know what these things are. But with these things, it seems like they're fleeting. You know, like they're here and then poof, they're gone. Well, in most cases, but the, in in this case, it's, it concerns a fellow named Cody Lilly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he saw the shadow man on a regular basis. Okay. He had a black-rimmed hat, kind of like a cowboy hat, glowing red eyes. He called him Hat Man. Many people across the country, across the world, have described the same entity the same way. This This entity showed itself during daytime hours to Cody. Mm. And that's highly unusual. Usually these entities are, you know, nighttime creatures, creatures of the dark. Well, anyway, Cody, his wife, lived in Maryville, Kansas, or Maryville, Missouri, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this day, let me give you an incident. The Cody's still being visited by these entities. This entity that Cody had a problem with, actually produced itself during the daytime, came to his car window, he was sitting in his car, came to the window and sit down, kneeled down or whatever, and looked in the window at him and just knocked on his window. Oh, wow. Just to let him know that I'm still here. So it actually made contact with the vehicle to where it made a sound. Well, he his car was suffering problems, so he pulled over. Okay. And that's when this entity appeared and made sure he got Cody's attention knocking on the window. Mm-hmm. And, of course, God, you know, that would freak anybody out. Oh, my and, but but, the, but the, the fiery red eyes mm-hmm. of yeah. this entity is what really, you know, this, that's the scare right. situation. You know, it's yeah. the, that's yeah. what makes it scary. <clears throat> yeah. Once again, in the same town now, mm-hmm. in the same town, Maryville, Missouri, Another fella, Brandon White, and his family. He had a son, well, he had a bunch of kids, but he had his older son named Travis. Saw this shadowy figure, big red eyes, of course, darker than night. Mm-hmm. 
told his dad about it, but, you know, his father didn't believe him, thought it was childhood uh, yeah. nightmares, dreams, whatever. Manifestation or whatnot. Uh, didn't believe him until the dad actually <laughs> saw it himself. He would mm-hmm. be, you know, in his home, and he'd see this seven-foot uh, dark figure in various places in his house. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, of course, he felt bad for not believing his son. Um, Just that in well, itself. Well, the thing, the thing went, to, you know, they they uh, asked it to leave, and it would leave sometimes. And, and it would reoccur. It would reoccur. Mm-hmm. So the second time this thing, well, I'm going to tell you an incident. This creature would go to um, Travis and tell Travis to abandon his friends. Tell Travis to alienate himself from everyone he knows. Trying to get him alone. This creature would actually tell Brandon to kill his father. Oh, wow. And Travis confronted his father and told him what this entity wanted him to do. At that moment, two of them showed up. Showed up. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. One with the cowboy hat, the other one without. One with the the bright red fiery eyes and the other one had no oh, eyes it was like a leader and in, in a follower kind Absolutely. of thing and it was just uh just a mess mm. could you imagine could you imagine these things manifesting in your bedroom following you in your house Everywhere you go, you see one somewhere in your house. Conversing with my children. Absolutely. And and Travis's situation is it actually followed him outside the house. Followed him and confronted him during the daylight hours. Mm. You know, many people continue to be plagued by this phenomenon. It's not isolated to one, one city. Or to one person. It could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Malevolent, evil, menacing, intradimensional beings, aliens, demons. Who knows what they are? But more and more they are plaguing people around the world. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows. First of all, they don't know what they are. Second of all, they don't know how to deal with them. They don't know how to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you make a stand and you threaten them or yell at them or whatever, it seems to, they seem to invade your privacy even more. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest uh, threatening things like this. Absolutely. You don't threaten those things. Um, Or calling them out or or making a stand or saying, hey, you're going to mess with my kid, you come mess with me, because you may be opening up a can that you can't close. What you could hope for at best is hope that they they will grow weary with you and move on somewhere else. My best advice would be is not to be afraid because usually things or entities of this sort, they feed off of fear. Absolutely. And the more afraid you are, and then like with the glowing red eyes, I think that's just an upgrade to to get a a more uh, 
ambiguous result or response from the dad. Well, <clears throat> I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Dark Reality.